Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Goodyear Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Kayla Kinnear, um, Harmony Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, G.K. Wiley is not here. Jake Dicker is still in Wisconsin, but Kayla, Kayla's back. Welcome back. back. I've returned from the Midwest. It's I good love to see it. you guys. I miss you all. How mm. have you been? What have you been up to? Fabulous. You know, just took some time back home and recharged my batteries, and here we are. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, excited. Excited for summer league starting up. Not much happening, so yeah. yeah. It's been I mean, your team has a superstar now, too, uh, Chet Holmgren. Can we talk you about buried that? buried the lead, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am so happy as a Thunder fan today. Wow. That was that was. Good stuff we saw last night. I love it. And we are taking the show on the road to Las Vegas. We will be in uh, Las Vegas for the Summer League, which is about to start uh, tomorrow night. So with that being said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Caleb. <laughs> Agent center Thomas Bryant agreed to a one-year veterans minimum deal with the Lakers as the team still tries to work on a deal to move Russell Westbrook and perhaps add Kyrie Irving. Obviously, signing Bryant wasn't the blockbuster move you were expecting, but he's 23 years old and the Lakers look like they're trying to go younger after being the oldest team in the league last season. Guys, do you like the addition? I, lo- I really like the moves that they've made. Again, none of these moves, right, are like blockbuster home run moves, but little by little, they are getting younger defense brand and we've, we've talked about this that, that like every move that they've made it's not the big name guy that you want i do think at the end of the day they will make that big trade but i love yeah. these small moves yeah me too you know i'm a bit concerned with the, the three center roster that they're kind of going into right now but 
Uh, Thomas Bryant's a mobile big. He's going to fit perfectly alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. He can stretch out for the three-point range. 40% from three in his last healthy 2019-2020 season. You know, he was hurt the past uh, couple of seasons off and on. And he also had a 65 true, true shooting percentage, 65%, which is like elite for yeah. a guy that shoots three, three or four attempts from three per game. So he can stretch the floor. Defense was the big concern here, but he's younger and he's getting better defensively. You know, he's 1.2 blocks per game in 24 minutes isn't bad defensively so it's definitely a good addition this is a guy that will fit perfectly on this roster and like you mentioned Arash getting younger yeah extremely important Lonnie Walker you know I don't love Troy Brown Jr. I would rather have Cole Swider Max Christie Scotty Pippen Jr. on the roster and send Troy Brown Jr. to the G League but you know I'm not the GM but all the, all of these guys are younger and they're going to be great additions to LeBron James Anthony Davis and hopefully not Russell Westbrook hopefully a Kyrie Irving <laughs> we Joe gotta Harris get into that but yeah <laughs> I love the signing I love it and I understand that they're limited financially but if Thomas Bryant or Damian Jones yeah. is your starting center on opening night you are screwed. Not the center is not that big of in a position. Terms of, in terms of winning, like what's what's the goal? In terms of making okay, the playoffs. Okay, but then Kevon not. Looney was just the center for that's, the Warriors. That's a good point. That's a good and point. But he also you know, played amazing. If Brian can get to that level, I'll get. I'll give. Dude, it to he's you. one of the most efficient centers in the league. Yes, but it's probably a very small. Okay, the year the Lakers won the championship, Javale McGee was their starting center. Exactly, and he played great. And Dwight. Thomas Bryan is better than Javale. McGee right now in theory I, I want to my view it. by the way the two greatest teams in the history of basketball one of them Luke Longley was a starting center yep. and Zsa Zsa <laughs> exactly so, like, so it doesn't matter think, yeah listen would you love to have a great big but at the end of the day if you have LeBron Davis is James, your big Davis is your if big Russell you know? Westbrook is the starting point guard and Thomas well, Bryant okay. is the starting center I don't know if they make. Well, yeah, because of the Russell Westbrook. Correct. But if you take him off the roster and you add in Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris, you're set for life. So, Kayla, you have not been here. What have you thought? Again, <laughs> the Laker fans are really hoping. They are reloading Twitter. That 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 again. I think you need a change of scenery. I love Russell Westbrook, and I love the, the story of him coming back home. He's from UCLA. He grew up in Lawndale. It didn't work out. Are you hoping for a Brooklyn trade? Not really, because no. <laughs> I didn't get to see him play at all last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the Selfishly, one game that you did get tickets to, like he was already out. Or, like, he already Kayla wants to watch the Lakers burn. <laughs> <laughs> the only move I'm going to be excited about is if he ever goes back to OKC, I think. It's that makes sense, too, yeah. by the way. Like Katie going back home, I think. Would you accept Katie if if, the, if that, that was a trade? Oh, KD? Yeah. To OKC? If that happened, oh, would you? I don't know how I feel about that. Interesting. Westbrook, yes. Okay. Katie, but if, I mean, can KD have a LeBron James homecoming? You know, like LeBron went back to Cleveland. He's not LeBron. He's not LeBron. They no. call him the snake for a reason. He's <laughs> slithering around cupcakes. from team to team. We don't yeah. want no cupcakes. But like in terms of packages, let's just say, for example, I mean, they could clearly put together a package of picks and players now, but like, would the Thunder want to do that? I mean, I wouldn't trade Holmgren and all those guys for I know, KD. Right? They need a good future for what? Like more years with KD, like yeah. choking before the finals. You know, like, I'm, I'm serious. It's like, you don't want that. Russell Westbrook, yeah, that could be the third team that gets involved in, a Kate, in like, a Kyrie-Westbrook swap between Brooklyn and the Lakers. Like, there could be a third team from what I'm hearing. By the way, they're just talking about it on on one of the shows that we have on. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did not, we did not plan that. But uh, listen, I mean, 
I guess we could talk about that now. I mean, Chet really looks like yeah. the real deal. He looked incredible, and this is everything that the um, the people that believed in him. This is exactly what they foresaw, and I mean, the shot blocking, six blocks, the shot making, the fact that he's such a unicorn that um, I know Kayla compared him. You said that it was like watching a young Kevin Durant. It was. Yeah. The build, the the demeanor, yeah. the that jumper he had. It was like identical. It was weird. Yeah, you know, this is this is high praise for a guy, you know, like Chad Holmgren, but I think he's a mix between Dirk and KD in the way he that's plays. Huge. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't say as dominant to either level, but this is a guy that's going to be a very good player. He's number two on my big board behind Jaden Ivey for a reason. I think they're both going to be superstars. And I was one of the people who's a believer in Chet. Many people talked about his size and, you know, his stature being skinny. And there are all those memes that he could get blown over by a wind. But, like, they said the same thing about KD. They said the same thing about KD. And he's an all-time great, right? Slim Reaper. Now, here's the thing. When, When the Thunder made those trades, was it three years ago now? With all yep. those first round picks, you knew that they were in good position. Why? Because of Sam Presti. And you're yep. seeing all the moves that they've made right now. What's the timeline for this team? Again, they are very good, but they're very young. So, you know, not a playoff team this year, but what's yeah. the timeline? Again, I have all those picks, but he's hitting on those picks. You know, this this is a hot take, but I think they're like a year behind the Pistons rebuild. Like, I think the Pistons rebuild with Kate Cunningham, Jay Nivey, Sadiq Bey, you know, Jalen Duran. They probably get into the play-in by next, not this upcoming season, but the season after. Yeah. Maybe they could get in next season, honestly, with the way Charlotte is going without Miles Bridges and all that. But... I think the Thunder will be a playoff team within two years. I really think so, especially if Chet, you know, continues to develop. They'll be better this year, and now they pick Jalen Williams, a really NBA-ready guy who had 17 points, 8-11 from the floor. Hats off to Sam Presti. He's getting, he's picking everybody as a, as a stud that he's picking yeah. in the draft. So, you know, they're going to have, I mean, it's unfair in summer league. You look at this, they have like four <laughs> NBA, like starters in the NBA play. the team that I want to watch. Again, we are going to Las Vegas for the summer league. You know, there's certain teams like I like the Lakers, but I'm not that intrigued by their summer I am. league I roster. think they could win. Okay. The summer league. Who's Who are some of the players that you want to see on the, that team? On the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, I think if Rob Palenka is smart, he makes Cole Swider, you know, an eighth man off the bench. That guy okay. is a sniper. He is the best jumper I've seen in three drafts really he's a taller Duncan Robinson he's six foot ten almost and he can really stretch the floor with LeBron that's a perfect guy you talk about Joe Harris coming over in a Kyrie yeah. trade you already have a Cole Swider right so like they need to get him minutes they need to get Scottie Pippen Jr. minutes on the team which is why I think they should package Kendrick Nunn we talked about this yesterday in a Kyrie Westbrook trade they really need to give those two guys minutes and it looks like as good as Christie is long term you know his offensive game he's struggling a bit I know it's a couple games but maybe he's the guy you start in the G League and you bring up Cole Swider and all those guys but I'm, I'm interested to see Paris Bass too a longtime G League you know legend and Puerto Rican legend with the leagues he's been in and Jay Huff they have a really good roster yeah. they really do the Lakers all right, guys. Well, speaking of Summer League, you all are headed to Vegas tomorrow night as it kicks off. What are you most looking forward to? Well, so listen, this is very intriguing because Summer League is where a lot of these moves get made. You look at courtside and it's like the first time I mean, like LeBron will for sure be there. I, I have no doubt he'll be there courtside. Now, if for some way, somehow Kyrie and LeBron are courtside and a trade doesn't happen, but it happens at halftime, I mean... Me, I love the people watching. I love, you know, it's, you know, Rob Palinka. What I want to see is 
you young kids who are going out for the first time, Brandon, if he runs into Rob Palinka, <laughs> you know Brandon Deutsch is going to go up to Rob Palinka, stick out that hand, and say, "Hey, Rob, like I've got some thoughts for you. I got some thoughts." Yeah, and you know, it's 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 uh, it's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to say, "Hey, if you want to do less work, I'll be your assistant there GM." You go. And I'll, are we going to see you I'll in the front office? I I would love to yeah. be. Jeez, uh, no, I you know I I'm pretty honest about Rob. I really I think he's a smart guy. I think he has the ability to do a good job. He did that in 20. 20 last couple off seasons wasn't really him it was more LeBron wanting Westbrook otherwise he would have made the healed swap and that would have been a good move and I like the moves he's made so far so I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to say you know what you got to be like the Rams F them picks yeah. get Kyrie Irving I don't care I mean I know you have <laughs> I leverage I know you have leverage and you know it's it's best not to give up two but I think they could definitely acquire Kyrie Irving giving up one yeah I really do as long as they find a third team for Westbrook. And honestly, Brooklyn getting Westbrook isn't the end of the world because it makes you a play-in team, right? All yeah. Because Westbrook is great on teams that like he can lift up, right? Mm-hmm. Where he can be the guy and he can be like 25, 10, and 10. That's what he'd be in Brooklyn. I know it'd be a weird fit with Ben Simmons, but like... Ben Sim- how can you count on Ben Simmons to play? I mean, the guy isn't touched. He's embarrassed to be on the court. He's scared to play basketball. You ever seen bench warmers like Howie with the sun? Yeah. That's ben-, <laughs> ben Simmons when it comes to a basketball court right now. He's scared to go on the court. So I don't even know if he's going to be there. You need a guy like Russell Westbrook to avoid giving all of your picks to Houston, mm-hmm. right? So I'm excited, but I'm going to tell Rob, get this Kyrie deal done <laughs> ASAP. Send KD to, we could talk about that too, KD to the Raptors for Scotty Barnes. I know we'll bring that up in a sec, but... Yeah, I can't top that because I would love to see that interaction go down. <laughs> um, in terms of play, I'm most excited to see Detroit because Jaden Ivey and yep. Cade Cunningham on the same court together. And they're going against Shaden Sharp. So that That'll be a fun game. Should be, yeah, great. And then Jabari Smith versus um, Paolo Boncaro is the opener. I mean, Thursday, that's oh, a the, jam-packed yeah. day of great basketball. And besides that, though, I think that what you said about Woj mentioned this about Sean Marks and Rob Palenka might pick up discussions in Vegas. Vegas, So I'm going to be looking forward to seeing if we can see any of those kind of interactions take place in front of our. So I'm really trusting on the two young guys going to Vegas. Like you guys got to go to the win. You got to go to the Cosmo. You got to go to like all these places and see if you see Sean Marks and you see Rob Palenka. Get on your TikTok. <laughs> put, put that. I mean, like, NBA Twitter is going to lose their minds. I mean, if, if someone has a picture of Sean Marks and Rob Linka having yeah, a drink that's, that's how we blow up Armand even more, right? No, I'm kidding. I would actually, I wouldn't take a picture. I'd go up to them and no, be like, yeah. are you getting this deal done? And they'd be like, who are you? Like, I'm the guy who's going to help you get this deal done. So you guys are going to go to, we'll, we will go to the game on Thursday, Friday. I mean, it's an entire day of games. Will you guys go for the entire day? Will you just see a few games? What's your plan on Friday? I, I personally, I don't know. I have to look at the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's going to be a couple players that we probably want to see, but yeah. I haven't really thought about it. Because, I mean, we're looking at the board right yeah. now. We saw Chet. We're going to see Paolo. We're going to see <laughs> Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey. Oh, it went down to plus 700. It was plus 600. I'm, bad. I'm taking Jaden Ivey plus 700 right. to win rookie. Oh, of the yeah. Year. We, we should talk about that. If yeah. uh, Any bets that we're going to do while we're there. Well, I already got my Lakers bet in. I, I knew like the odds <laughs> at plus 2200. Like, that That's was, what you got it. Yeah. But if they don't crazy. get Kyrie, then if you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it's such a flyer bet, and it, I, I don't feel terrible about it because... At the end of the day, you got like LeBron James. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, this team is oddly similar to the 2020 <laughs> team for the offseason. Exactly. You know, so who knows? But 
I think Raptors too is a bet you look at to win the NBA championship. I think it was What's at, that talk about KD possibly going there. Is yeah, that just, I mean, I I've heard. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this report is true. Could be false. Could be some like Yahoo troll like putting out there. <laughs> but I mean, it seems to be you know um, a reliable source that says that the Raptors have offered Scotty Barnes in a package Ooh. for KD. Yeah, and if that's true. I mean, it looks like Kevin Durant could be a Raptor. I mean, the Suns really can't. It looks like right now the Nets don't want Macal Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, and picks. So if KD wants to go to the Raptors, then you got a team with Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, or Gary Trent, because you're going to have to give one of them in the Barnes package. I mean, that if Fred Van Fleet, Kevin Durant, yeah. that's probably the best team in the East, in my opinion. It is a very good team. I'm just so hesitant to trade a 20-year-old. I think he's 20. Yeah, but they've done it before. Well, not the tw- not a twenty year old, but they're 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 always ready to win now. You know, with that Kawhi thing. But now they Kate they had Kawhi for a year under team control. KD is under four years team That's control, and he's one. an all time great. I am know? such a big fan of Scotty Barnes. His attitude, his demeanor, I just wouldn't do it. Like, yeah, me too. Me because he's kind of like Mister Toronto now. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's like the city's guy. Like that's their guy, and he won Rookie of the Year. They they compare him to Magic Johnson. He's not going to be that good, but he's going to be really good. So yeah. who knows? You know, the great thing is when you win in Toronto, it's the entire country. I mean, it's yeah, the country's exactly. team. I mean, Kawhi was Mister Canada, and he, he wanted to re-signed. come back home, but you know. Uh, Kayla, are you excited about the Thunder again? I mean, they, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a fun team to watch yeah. this year. Never say never, Rash. Well, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could not love Sam Presti more. This yeah, guy yeah. is just a genius at what he does. And um, I'm so pumped. I mean, there's yeah. finally a glimmer of hope again. It's worth watching <laughs> Thunder games. Yeah. All right, guys. The Dodgers have won six of seven games and have taken a commanding six-game lead atop the NL West after a 5-2 win over Colorado on Tuesday. They have the best record in the National League and are once again World Series favorites, but they found out Tuesday versatile outfielder Chris Taylor has a left foot fracture and will be sidelined indefinitely. The Dodgers keep getting hit with injuries. How confident are you that they'll be able to withstand these losses and make it back to the World Series? I've always uh, had confidence in this team. They are extremely deep. Their depth will be tested and has been tested. But Brandon, trade deadline next month. I think yeah. they need a closer. That that. Mm. What, what? I don't know. Why, why do the Dodgers, the highest payroll in baseball, they can never get a closer. And they've tried, by the way. They've tried. They, they can't get that yeah. locked down like this is our Mariano Rivera. They can never get a closer. I mean, Kenley was kind of like that. He was great, but then he had his problems, right? Yeah, but maybe they should have re-signed him. I know 100%. he's having like heart issues, but he's still going to pitch again soon. He was on the yeah. 15 IL because he had an irregular heartbeat, and that's sad, obviously. Yeah. Um, they're waiting for Blake, Blake Trinan, right? He's hurt. Now they had to throw in Kimbrell in there, who's been just gosh-awful. What a terrible trade. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess Gratterall <laughs> is your best bet, right? Right now, I know he really has one pitch and 101 mile per hour two seam that you know a lot of people can't hit. But if you do get contact on that, you're giving up home runs, right? Because yeah. it's so fast, you get contact on that. So I don't know. I I don't think you guys need to make. I mean, I don't think the Dodgers need to make a trade for a reliever. Grant says they do. I don't. I don't see it. I think you just wait for guys to get healthy. You're going to get Dustin May back later in the year. You're going to yeah. get. I mean, Gratterall seems to be doing well in that closer role. You know, with Kimbrel struggling, so. You're winning games, and it's still with guys in your lineup that are hitting 160 and Max Muncy, you know, Bellinger, who's hitting 210, you know, and well, I, I'm telling you, Scott Boris is still going to find a way to get that guy like 20 million a year somehow. Some, yeah. some scientific, like, conspiracy theory about Bellinger being able to hit 50 home runs, something like that. But 
I really like their chances. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they get to the World Series. New, the the New York Yankees are way too good. I mean, they they, they uh, you know I don't yeah. even know if the Yankees get out of the of the AL anymore. Against the Astros Houston, yeah, are so Astros. good. Yeah, man. All right, Mike Trout broke out of a 0 for 16 hitting slump on Tuesday, but the Angels still <laughs> lost to the Miami Marlins. The Angels have now lost four straight games and are 37 and 45. It won't happen at the trade deadline next month, but at what point do the Angels have to look to trading Mike Trout or Shohei Otani and just rebuilding from scratch? If they did, which superstar would you trade? That sounds crazy to even say. Brandon, zero for 16, Mike Trout. I mean, like, it's one thing for the team to struggle, but again, um, I cannot believe we are talking about this uh, a month or two ago. They were one of the best teams in baseball. What yeah. the heck is going on? I mean, I, I said before the season, even before that hot start, I would have traded Mike Trout for a Hall of Prospects. At yeah. this point, you kind of have to rebuild. And I would keep Shohei Otani. He makes money with you know the Japanese fans, 100%. the global game being the face of baseball. I'd keep him, and I'd trade Trout and rebuild at this point. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. This is the worst team in baseball over the past two months. But what I mean, what is a I mean, what is a proper trade for a generational talent like Mike Trout? I, I would mean, say I, like 10, 10 top tier prospects. Yeah, I mean, and what organization can do that with money? The Yankees don't have a good farm. Phillies don't have a good farm. Those are the two places he'd probably be interested in, right? So that's definitely something they need to talk about because he's going to leave. I mean, he'll force a trade, and Otani's going to leave if they don't start figuring this out. But if you feel like Shohei will leave. Do you have to trade him? I mean, I, I would have, I mean, it, he's what? Like one year removed from leaving. So I don't know. I, I, I think Shohei's the guy that you have to move because I think he's gone. The, I mean, listen, like if I had to pick a guy to keep, it would be Shohei, but I think we got to remember gone. Shohei originally signed with the Angels because he wanted to be out of the spotlight. Otherwise, he would have uh, signed with the Dodgers. Yeah, so. but this is so bad. I mean, no, I mean that no sounds like a diss, but <laughs> he wanted to be in Newport Beach. <laughs> By the way, like, there's worse places to live. You're by the beach. No one's going to bother you. You could argue it's the best place to live. It's the best place to live. And it's like the best deal where you're getting a ton of money, you know, and no one's going to bug you because no one's talking about this team. Again, they are in Southern California, not Lo not Los Angeles, despite what they say. All right, let's leave it there for now. When uh, we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Dave Smith when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. 
Uh, just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details, and here he is, the sports god himself, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? Hey, good, Arash. How are you doing? I am good. Uh, Dave, listen, we are reloading Twitter. We are hoping that we will get the update that Russell Westbrook has been traded for Kyrie. It has not happened, and we've now heard reports that there's no traction on a deal. This seems like a deal that both of these teams have to make, Dave, right? Um, I'm just wondering why the Nets would do it. Uh, That's one question because, you know, we've had this Westbrook-Durant thing before, and Durant probably won't be a member of the the Brooklyn Nets for long. But uh, say what you will about Kyrie. At this point in their careers, he's so much better than Russell Westbrook is. Uh, I I think it's going to have to be some kind of a three-way, three-team deal because you would think the Nets want younger, all-star caliber players and more importantly, a load of first-round picks since Rudy Gobert got, what, four or five in his deal with Minnesota. I would want at least that if I were the Nets. Russell Westbrook, are you kidding me? I want no part of that if I'm the Nets. Yeah, I mean, but it, it just seems like with, with what Kyrie has done and said and really not really played too much the past yeah. few years, um, there's no doubt that, 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 that they would have to you know get a first-round pick. If you're the Lakers, though, would you give up two first-round picks? Because at this point, they have to get someone who could help them, Dave. I mean, this, this experiment, and Dave, you, you were the first one. The, the second that trade happened, you said, I don't think this is going to work. Nope. I, I certainly would make that deal even with the first round pick if I were the Lakers because if you now when you when you talk about Westbrook not being a good mix with LeBron which I know you and I both thought immediately Kyrie Irving is an excellent mix with LeBron they already won a championship together so I think the Lakers immediately are back into the championship picture if you have AD and LeBron and Kyrie Irving out there at the same time. Absolutely. I think the Lakers are back in the championship picture. He's only 29 years old, Ross. He's still an elite player. But here's the elephant in the room that nobody seems to bring, be bringing up except me, Ross. What, what if there's another uh, pandemic? What if there's another uh, a COVID strain that breaks out and cities start you know, banning indoor activity uh, with the unvaxxed again? What happens then if, with, with Kyrie? He, he might have to miss half the season again. Exactly. <laughs> Dave, on that same um, kind of thought with Kevin Durant being in trade rumors would you if you were like a Toronto Raptors would you trade a young uh, star like a Scotty Barnes Oklahoma City potentially giving up like a Chet Holmgren would you be willing to part with a young star to acquire Kevin Durant uh, I wouldn't give up Chet Holmgren. I, I'm a big fan of Holmgren, and if you saw a summer league debut last night he looks like he's going to be a real star in the NBA Scotty Barnes well I would be uh loath to give him up as well. As great as Durant is, he's, what, 34 now, coming off knee injury and missed an entire season with the Achilles tear. Uh, I don't think I would give up a star young player for him, as great as Durant is. But, I think again, it's going to take, you know, four or five number one picks for Durant and, uh, and, and, and at least one good player, maybe two. And if you have to handicap it, I mean, who's, who's in position to do that right now? Uh, New Orleans, uh, Utah? Um, who, who has the draft capital to maybe make that happen? Not many teams, that's for sure. Um, on the Nets subject, they did add TJ Warren. They should be getting Ben Simmons back at some point. If they were to just say, you know what, 
We're not going to trade you guys. And let's assume that they don't do the Ben Simmons, what Simmons did in Philadelphia, and they actually show up and go to work. Do you think that that team is a title contender? Absolutely. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I was tweeting about that and saying it this week. Uh, if I were Joseph Sy, a woman is, I might just say, I'm not trading either one of you. Kevin Durant has absolutely no leverage. He's got four years left on his contract. Uh, I might just, and Kyrie's uh, under contract for next season as well. well I, why am I going to blow this up? I've got Durant and, and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. They never played one game together. All the, all the money and time that I've spent putting this thing together. And they'd be the favorite probably to win the championship next year with those three, assuming that Ben Simmons is healthy. So, yeah, I, I, I might just say, see you in training camp. Let's go. We can win the championship next year. Why would I blow this up? And you can say to Kevin Durant as well. Now, unfortunately, NBA teams rarely hardball guys like this. But I would say you're under contract for four more years. We'll see you in training camp. And if you pull any crap like uh, saying you're not going to report, well, let's, see, let's see how you like being suspended for the whole year without getting paid. Dave, before I ask you the best package you think could be um, for Kevin Durant, I wanted to note that I, I agree with Brooklyn trying to break this up. I know it's like the not the common opinion, but 11, uh, 15 out of the last 16 NBA champions have had a top 11 defensive rating, and Brooklyn had a 22nd overall defensive rating last season. So there was no way they would ever win a championship, no matter all the talent in the world. That's the only thing. Ben Simmons makes your defense better, but is it enough to be a top 11 defensive team? Because that's really the only way you win a championship all by one year when LeBron had a third overall offensive rating with Kyrie Irving. Um, so it could happen, but I, I, that's why I would never take those odds in Vegas. What is the best package for Kevin Durant right now that you see could happen? It's going to drag out a long time, but what is the best package? Uh, a load of first round picks and maybe an all-star caliber player or two and uh, well, I, I think uh, I think New Orleans could offer a pretty good deal. Uh, I, I think they're probably down. I, I was looking at the list of probable teams for Kevin Durant to go to next year, and he probably wouldn't want to go there. But they've got those three number one picks left from the Lakers in that uh, in that in that deal for Anthony Davis. They've got two of their own. They've got big swaps. Uh, Brandon, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to include Brandon Ingram, but they might do it, even though he's ten years younger than Kevin Durant. You look at Ingram. Maybe a Herb Jones, uh, a player whom I love that reminds me of Michael Cooper, maybe first round draft picks. That might be enough to get it done if I'm the if I'm the Brooklyn Nets. What about Portland? Now I know they passed on Kevin Durant, and he has obviously a vendetta against them. But they seem to yeah. have enough capital maybe to give somewhat of a, a substantial offer and pair him with Damian Lillard. Well, what are the players who would offer if you're Portland, uh, if you're not going to give up Lillard? Who, who would the uh, Nets be interested in? I mean, Shaden Sharp, the guy they just drafted, slew of first-round yeah, like, picks, Keon, yeah. Keon Johnson, Josh Hart, and a couple other picks, possibly. I mean, look, that's maybe the best offer the Nets get right now. The Suns, they said they're not interested in Mikel Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and three first-round picks. They wouldn't do it, right? That's probably the best yeah, offer. The Suns are going to have to get a third team involved. Hundred percent. I think to, to get players and draft picks, and you know, evidently Phoenix and Miami are his top two uh, destinations. But uh, you know, Bam Adebayo can't be traded legally uh, straight up unless they get rid of Ben Simmons. So, yeah, uh, again, they're going to have to get this. Could be a blockbuster with three or four teams involved. I think to try and get this thing done. What? Uh, but what? again, if, if I'm the Nets, uh, I might just say, see you in training camp and keep this team together. Yeah. 
they've never had everyone together for a playoff run, the Harden, Kyrie, uh, Durant thing, but they had injuries that year, and last year Simmons didn't play the whole year. I'd like to see what could happen if they had everybody healthy. What about a uh, the Utah Jazz? I know you mentioned that getting involved, sending yeah. Donovan Mitchell to Brooklyn. You know DeAndre Ayton to Utah, getting kind of that third team, and then Durant to Phoenix, maybe Mikal Bridges to to Brooklyn. Do you see that maybe happening? Because I've heard rumors that could be the third team, Utah, with now all their new draft capital they have and Donovan Mitchell. You see, now you're talking <laughs> like if I'm the Nets, Donovan Mitchell and Mikal Bridges plus. Three, four first round picks. I think we got a deal there. If I'm the Nets, I'm a big fan of Donovan Mitchell. But uh, then, then again, uh, Durant probably would not want to go to the Jazz if Donovan Mitchell wasn't there. But but again, I don't. If if I'm, I wish more owners would have a little more backbone when it comes to players with years left in their contracts, forcing trades and dictating to me where they want to go. Why would I care where Kevin Durant wants to go? You've got four years left. That four years left in your contract. I'll send you to anywhere where I get the best value. Uh, where I get the best return back. He doesn't have a no trade clause. So why do I care where he wants to go? Uh, Dave, I buried the lead, but listen, what we have to talk about, we've been talking about it for quite some time, the death of the Pac-12. It became official, Dave. USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten. Listen, the fact of the matter is, years and years, 10 years of having, you know, 7 p.m. kickoffs on the Pac-12 network, no one can watch their games. It was a poorly mismanaged conference at the end of the day. If you're USC, I get it. You made about $25 million last year. You're looking to make in close to $100 million with the Big Ten. Dave, what was your first thought? And by the way, I've never seen a story go from this may happen to within a couple of hours of that, Dave, if it's yeah. a done deal. At first, I hated it because, you know, Ross, you went to Arizona State and USC, yeah. and uh, we all grew up Pac-12, Pac-10 fans, and uh, uh, I hated it at first, the thought of USC and UCLA playing in the Big Ten, and uh, this would cripple the Pac-12 conference, but, you know, when you think about it, uh, you're right, Ross, I understand from the new Big Ten TV deal, every school in the conference is going to get $100 million each, so it's going to be, uh, along with the SEC, they're going to be dominating college football, uh, but, Wow. I, I hated it at first, and and then I hear Oregon and Washington might be joining uh, USC in the pack in the Big Ten. Although they're denying it right now, they're trying to get Notre Dame involved and maybe Clemson and maybe some other teams. But what happens to the Pac-12 now? Do they remain in existence or off? Do they add some teams? Uh, do they maybe merge with the Big Twelve and form a super conference of their own? That's what they have to do. I think the the uh, Pac-12 or what's left of it and what's left of the Big 12 have to merge at that point. Because, I mean, again, this kind of started, uh, Dave, uh, what was it, last year when uh, it was uh, uh, Oklahoma and then Texas just, yep. just decided to leave the the Big 12. So, But at that point, Dave, that's not a super conference. That's not a mega conference. I don't think the Big 10 is done. I think the Ducks are going to join the Big Ten. I think Washington may join the Big Ten. Yeah. You need like more teams west of ne- of Nebraska there. So, Dave, what what does that mean? I think what it means is we're, we're going to have two big time conferences yep. with about twenty some odd teams apiece. What does that mean for the future of college football? 
And by the way, thank you, Larry Scott, right, yeah, right? For, for, for this happening with the horrible TV deal and everything. Yeah, that, now they're talking about maybe 24 teams in the Big Ten and 24 in the SEC with teams like Miami and Clemson and Florida State joining the SEC. And as you said, Oregon and Washington joining USC and UCLA, maybe Notre Dame, maybe some other power schools as well. So, yeah, the, we're, we're going to have basically 48 teams uh, competing for a national championship every year. And, uh, you know, the, it. We don't have a lot of parity anyway. It seems like the SEC wins every year, the national championship, uh, with the occasional Femson breaking through. But, wow, it's going to be the rich getting richer here with 48 teams and two conferences, Arash. And this, this is uh, – college football was changing before our eyes by the second. I like the point you made where this thing, maybe it could happen the minute it wound up being a reality in about 24 hours at the USC and UCLA. Exactly. I mean, I mean, normally you have some time to process it, Dave. And so I totally yeah. get your thoughts of like at the beginning, like I thought it was crazy, too. But the more you think about it at the end of the day, it's not just good for football. You look at where UCLA was. I mean, they were uh, close to a position where they had to cut some sports. I mean, so, you know, if this deal making about one hundred million dollars per year saves some of the smaller sports, uh, that's good. And and. The Pac-12 was the Titanic, David. You know, like the the TV deal that they had, the network. Dave, I live in Los Angeles. You live here too. I never got the Pac-12 network. I've never watched the Pac-12 network. And so, if you're <laughs> USC, you're now playing significant games. You know, no disrespect to these places, but no longer do you have to go to Corvallis or Pullman. And those are tough places to, to play, but it didn't help USC. If you won, you were supposed to win. But if you lost, you were completely done. And now I think USC, like, they're in a position where they can have a couple of losses and still be in the championship conversation. Yeah, that's a good point. And this will probably just got a lot tougher as well moving into the Big Ten Conference. And, yeah. Uh, and what? Yeah, what happens to Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, Washington State under this scenario? Because uh, we don't hear Cal and Stanford and uh, Oregon State, Washington State moving into the Big Ten. Uh, I guess like it's going to be a merger with the Big 12. And, and boy, if Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten as well, now, now they're down to eight. Um, uh, do you add teams to the Pac-12? Maybe you shift BYU over to the Pac-12 if, if you're the Big Ten and uh, shift a couple of teams west to balance it out and uh, San Diego State, Fresno State. Uh, well, I know that's not uh, that's not really appealing to Pac-12 fans. Used to USC and UCLA. Yeah, I think Dave, it's going to be interesting to see what Oregon and Washington do. You brought that up. Stanford really hasn't cared. I, I hate to say it about football in like five years. David Shaw's really done an awful job. They care more about academics. There's no NIL money there, you know, which is fine. But the days where, you know, Jim Harbaugh was there, Andrew Luck, I know they have a good quarterback in Tanner McGee now, but they're really not a good team. Uh, Cal, I don't know what they're going to do. They really haven't been great in years. This was a great move for UCLA, right? Because now they're, you know, they've never really been the powerhouse here, and they're going to get a ton of recruits being in the Big Ten. But where is, do you think that Big Ten could expand more to Oregon and Washington? Because those would be the two teams I'd be looking at if I'm the Big Ten to join. Yeah, I, I, I think the Big Ten knows that they both desperately want to go as well. Let's see in UCLA and get that $100 million a year deal. So I think they're, they're, they're trying to get Notre Dame to join the Big yeah. Ten, which I still think probably won't happen. There's even talking about Notre Dame and the SEC if it doesn't go to the Big Ten, even if they want to join the conference at all. But I do think eventually Oregon and Washington are going to be there in, in, in the Big Ten conference. So they both join, that gets them up to, uh, what, 18, 
and uh, you know, uh, probably more to go after that. Yeah, I mean, but Dave, does this ruin college sports? I mean, you you keep talking to people and they're like, this is ruining traditions. I think at the end of the day, USC plays UCLA. Uh, This doesn't affect traditions. No one cared about the Pac-12. You know, so before the Pac-12, you had the Pac-10, the Pac-8, the Big Six, the Big Five. I mean, conferences change, Dave. The traditions are, are still there, though. Absolutely, and uh, and I think you know once the season starts and we're getting great games, and we all love college football, and waking up early on a Saturday morning and watching it all day, and you're, we're still getting the traditional matchups. Uh, I think people will get used to it eventually, and you know USC against Ohio State every year, USC against Michigan yeah. every year, and we're still, we're going to have some new rivalries to create some new great games every year now. Yeah, Dave Kayla here. I am a Mizzou gal, and I was at there when we were in the Big 12, now we're obviously in the SEC, and I I don't know how I feel about it. I, I like that we're in the SEC now, but I the border war with Kansas was my favorite rivalry, and we don't have that anymore, and I, I hate what's happening with college football. Yeah, I, you, you and me both. I mean, I hated it when I first heard about USC and UCLA going to the Big 10. I said, this is nuts. This with the tradition of college football and what happened to the Rose Bowl now, but the more I think about it, the more logically I think it's just something that had to happen financially. And again, Larry's the, the job Larry Scott did of horrible TV contracts of not getting the back up any exposure of, of all the late games starting. It's uh, uh, yeah. Again, thank you to Larry Scott for this. And now look, look at the look at the big picture here. Now it's really Fox against ESPN. Fox now has the Big Ten games, and ESPN and ABC has the SEC. So it, it's it's now a bidding war between those two, and they're pretty much running college football. Yeah, I, I mean. Dave, I'm one of the only people who likes this concept of it being like an NFC, AFC type of thing. I think that was always going to happen. The players deserved to get paid for a long time. They were making the universities bazillions of dollars. So you knew that it was going to trend in this direction once Texas and Oklahoma made the jump to SEC. But I got to, what do you think about UCLA here? I mean, riding on the coattails of USC for for school success (laughs) here. I mean, this could, they're the big winner here, no? They're the big winner financially, yeah, but on the field, I think, boy, UCLA's really got to struggle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, they weren't any good in the back 12 I think UCLA's going to be a bottom feeder in the Big Ten when it comes to football. Uh, Dave, last question for you in our last two minutes. Canelo, Triple G, I know we have plenty of time to talk about it, but, you know, they, they had their best big press yeah. conference in Los Angeles. They did the big press tour. Your thoughts on that fight? Well, in my opinion, Triple C has already beaten him twice. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, uh, and now it's up to 168 pounds. I think he got a favorite Canelo here at that weight, but he didn't look good in his last fight, uh, Canelo, and in, uh, in, in, in what the second loss of his career. Uh, and he's become a guy now who just walks forward and bombs and tries to get you out of there. Is not quite as good a boxer as he used to be, but I think I mean, Triple C hasn't looked good his last couple of fights, and he's 40 years old now. Uh, I, I think you got to go Canelo by decision here, but I think it's going to be a more competitive fight than people think. And, and again, Triple C's already beaten him twice, so why not a third time? And, and Dave, it's just great to see Las Vegas back in terms of having those yes. those big fights again. We're going to be there tomorrow for the Summer League. But Dave, I mean, the, you've done so many shows from there. There's nothing like Vegas during a big fight in the night, right? Rob, she'll probably agree with me on this. You know, I've been to Super Bowls and, uh, you know, Final Fours and World Series and NBA Championship Series and uh, over my career, as, as you have as well, Rosh. 
Nothing compares to a big championship fight in Vegas. This, yeah. uh, and I would advise everybody to try to do that and put it on your bucket list. I don't care how big the event is in other sports. Nothing compares to fight night, fight week, the buzz all around Las Vegas. And when those arena lights go down and the, and the fighters are about ready to make their ring walk, there's nothing like that in sports. Exactly. And, and, and the beauty of it is you don't even have to go to the fight. Just walk the strip, walk the casino floor. There's yes. nothing like it. Uh, Dave, you're the best. We'll do it again next uh, week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. There's nothing like your podcast selection. The topics and banter make for the complete driving experience. Kind of like Goodyear Auto Service. They offer full-service car service. Whatever comes your way, they're ready with a lot of know-how and some friendly tips to help keep you moving. Keep the podcast flowing and your car going with Goodyear Auto Service. For all-around car care, visit GoodyearAutoService.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.